Hello, welcome to all of you on Zoom. So I can see you. Uh, Humors. <laughs> we hope you guys are doing well. Just want to take a moment to talk again just for a minute about just a little bit about what this semester is. I know some, we talked about it a little bit last semester, but or last time, but just for those of you who this is your first time, a special welcome to you. Um, this semester, we are gonna be focusing on the theme of motherhood and kind of talking about the different roles of motherhood, um, the type of impact that we can have on our kids. And so Sarah and I will be doing most of the speaking, and then we have one other guest speaker this semester, um, Tracy Harmon. Some of you might know her. She's a New Life downtowner. She's worked in children's ministry her husband Ken is one of our new pastors at New Life Downtown so there's a good chance you've seen her and her family around but she will be here um, in November and so kind of we have this umbrella of topics that we normally cover just so that you kind of have a feel for what we've done and what we'll likely come back to some in the future and um, if I'm not sure if the survey got sent out or not, but we are about to send, if it hasn't been sent, the survey to kind of figure out what you want to hear about in the future. But usually we talk about topics under the umbrella of motherhood and parenting, um, kind of outward, kind of service-oriented type of topics, how we can um, invest and serve in our community in the world, and then also mental health. So, But we do want to hear from you about what kind of things that you do want to hear about or in future semesters. And then just as a reminder, I know there's been some confusion about dates. I'm really sorry about that. I know we had to change the dates, and so and Wednesday nights are new for us. So we are meeting the second and third Wednesdays of the month, and so we'll meet next Wednesday, then we'll have a little break, and then meet the second and third of November. And our last date for the semester will be Wednesday, December 9th, and then we'll get the next semester dates to you as soon as we have those. Um, we do have a binder for everybody, so if you... If you're new and you don't have one yet, please um, let Janelle know or let me know. We have some over here. And we have new covers that are blue on the tables if you want to grab one of those. Um, for childcare, we were not able to provide it tonight. Um, we um, needed to close children's ministry for a time because of a COVID case. So we're doing that for two weeks, um, but then we'll reopen it. But it is limited. So if you have other means of having childcare, like your spouse or friends or family, um, we encourage you to use that. But we do want you to know we do have um, a small amount of spots for those of you who really need it. So we will send out the link um, ahead of time prior to yeah, it should be back up and running next week, and we'll send you the link for that. And then also just wanted to let you know, we sent this in an email, but the Springs Mental Health Summit is coming up. It's usually a live event, but it will be online this year, so it's been pre-recorded. Um, so there's going to be some great speakers. Um, Mark Mayfield, who runs a counseling center in town, will be one of them. And... Um, I'm trying to remember the other names here. Um, Kurt Thompson and John Eldridge. So I got to be a part of some of the conversations that we recorded about those topics. And What are some of the topics for the summit? Um, so loneliness is one of the main topics. Um, Mark Mayfield is writing a book called The Epidemic, uh, or The Loneliness Epidemic. And so we talked quite a bit about that. 2020. Um, yeah, I know. It was interesting. He's been writing that already. And so, so yeah, that's kind of a, the main theme that's woven throughout all the topics. But there's breakouts, too, on a, a host of lots of other topics. So it's $20, and um, you can register at springsummit.org. Oh, there we go. Thanks, Janelle. So there's the information there, and we'll send it out in an email again. 
So that's all the logistics. Um, I want to just welcome Sarah, who's going to speak to us tonight. And many of you know her, but she um, graduated from Biola a time ago, right? <laughs> and um, met her husband, Clint, after that. And they have um, two girls. And Sarah's been very invested in different things in the community, a lot of social justice types of things. Um, she's currently also has a foster baby that she's investing a lot of her time in. Um, and so Sarah just offers a great perspective. She always brings so much fun and life and light um, to all of her talks that she gives for us. So let's welcome Sarah. Thanks, Holly. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm really happy to see you guys. Um, I promised the table leaders met like for a little semester, start of the semester kickoff thing before the last session. And I promised them I would wear this. This is my mask sweater. <laughs> this is this is what happens when you memorize your credit card numbers and you're like, it's like 11 o'clock and your husband's asleep and you're like, I think it's a good idea. I'm going to get it. Like, it's so easy. And then I'm like, did I dream that? And it came in the mail and I'm like, it happened. And then I was like really afraid. I thought it was maybe from Dress Barn because I had been getting a lot of like targeted marketing, which I was offended by. Like, but it's okay. It's fine. So I wore it. Um, <laughs> I'm just trying to make it to 21, okay? I don't care what I look like anymore. I just, I just want to power through. Um, so I had this thing when I was, when my kids were really little, when I had an infant and a toddler. And I would feel like I, I just couldn't understand why like my days would always like feel like I didn't accomplish anything and I felt like like always just kind of like strung out and I think part of that is just having a baby and a toddler that's just life um but I've I also had this sort of feeling like why why won't somebody help me kind of and it was this like underlying feeling and it was like a little bit of bitterness but I didn't really know who I was bitter towards I just felt like I'm at Costco and I have a screaming baby and I have an infant and I'm like why won't somebody help me I I wasn't maybe consciously always thinking it but I was just like don't you see like I am drowning right now and um it took a lot of like reacting the wrong way and having a lot of days of not getting anything done before I realized like I can help me and um, I once had a therapist say to me something really wise she said um, sometimes God saves us by changing us and I felt like um, slowly it dawned on me that I was more powerful than I thought as a mom that I had more strength to set the tone in my family than I knew. And when I started stepping into that role, it was really transformative for our family and for me um, emotionally and spiritually, mentally. So, um, and I think it just has helped our family more. So I wanted to talk a little bit about that tonight. Um, I like to think of it, um, since I am like not musical, 
I really like to think of tone as the literary term, okay? Because I would not steer you in the right way if we're talking about musical tone. Um, but in literature, tone refers to the attitude of a writer toward a subject or an audience conveyed through word choice and the style of the writing. It sets the mood, which is the overall feeling or atmosphere of a text often created by the author's use of imagery and word choice. And similarly, in motherhood, the tone in your home can often be directly correlated to the attitude of the individuals towards others within the home. It sets the mood, which is the overall feeling or atmosphere that those individuals take with them out into the world each day and which children will carry with them into adulthood. Um, so since I love reading, not as much as Holly, Holly's the best, but I, I enjoy it an average amount, <laughs> above average amount. Um, <laughs> I was just asking her for book recommendations, actually. Um, I, you could think of it like, if my children's childhood was a long book, when they're finished reading it, how do I want them to feel? And when I started thinking of it, like zooming out a little bit and thinking of the tone I was powerful enough to set in my family, that would really changed things for me. So um, where do we start with setting the tone? Number one, acknowledge and accept the privilege. It's a real mantle. And that, and that weight that I was feeling at Costco um, was kind of, um, I, I didn't realize I felt powerless, but I didn't realize that I could like embrace it and turn it around and make it um, something different. Like it or not, the mother is often the most powerful person in the family when it comes to setting the, the tone. Don't be afraid of your power. Psalms 138.3 says, at the very moment I called out to you, you answered me. You strengthened me deep within my soul and breathed fresh courage into me. I just love thinking of that as motherhood because I feel like I have moments like that where I'm just like, I don't, I don't know logistically how this is going to work. I remember like being in labor with my first and actually it was like time to push and I was like thinking of like a joke I wanted to tell but I like, had no energy. I was like, I don't think this is actually physically possible, but like, let's give it a go. Um, but like this, we have this like real strength. I've read that, tell me if this is true, midwife in the room, that women are filled with <laughs> 10 times the amount of testosterone that a man has when they're giving birth. I, I don't know if you know that off the top of your Okay, see? <laughs> Verified. <laughs> um, so you will be setting the tone in your home. Whether you learn how to wield the power or not, you are the one setting the tone. So take steps to set the tone in your soul, and setting the tone in your family will be infinitely easier. God gifted these children to you, and he will thoroughly equip you for this good work. I had been praying about tonight and I um, was just trying to think, I was like asking the Lord for a way to like convey how much he sees 
your child with you. And um, I just got this picture of like, of like God kind of like matching up the kids to the moms and being like excited about it. Like, oh my gosh, you would be perfect with Sophia. Holly would be so good for Sophia. And like just thinking about how like he just like put them exactly with you and just it it made him light up to think of all of the interactions that you two would have together. And it's not all easy, of course, but just how good and right it is. And he meant for you to have these kids. And um, it was just so beautiful. So if God trusted us with our specific children, we should be filled with confidence that he will equip us to do this well if we just show up. Um, 2 Timothy 3.17 came to mind when I was thinking about this. Um, the, just this verse talking about being thoroughly equipped. All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be fully equipped, thoroughly equipped. I memorized a different translation. For every good work. And then one more verse um, that I want to say is Philippians 4.19. And my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Leading your family well is not just a want. It's a need, and it's really important in this world. So this is a need, and he says that he'll supply it. Um, I did want to point out that setting the tone is, is a good thing. Um, but if you're in a situation at your house where you're with an abusive spouse or um, you have like extenuating circumstances, it's not your fault that the tone is wrong in your home. And I just wanted to say that because um, I want you to know that you can come to me or Holly and talk to somebody if that is happening at your house. Um, Okay, so, so number two, after setting the tone, um, and I'm going to go back just a little bit. Um, so, so you're going to acknowledge and accept the privilege and then um, get really clear on your why. Um, I think it was Nietzsche that said, you can handle any how if you know your why or something. Have you heard that before? Um, just like talking about how... You can, you can handle this like a lot more in your daily life. All of the trials of being a mom, if you have really clear picture of why you're doing this. So, so zooming out and writing down what that means. Um, and not just writing it off the cuff, but really taking time to pray and go before the Lord and asking what the tone of your home should be, what's not working in your home, what we could what we could do differently or, or what is working, what would glorify him. Um, and if your spouse is open, you can ask him to participate in this. I think that's really helpful to have like a family mission statement or whatever you want to call it, like a mantra or um, something that you guys pray together that's specifically about the, the trajectory of your family or where, the, where you want to end up as a family. Um, my husband and I kind of reevaluate ours every December, and it's really nice to just kind of look back and see what we're thankful for about the year that this year, I don't know what we're going to talk about. No, I'm just kidding. 
Um, but but maybe like really thankful it's over. Um, no, but like we reevaluate it and then we kind of like tweak it if we need to change anything and then kind of like set goals and stuff. But um, meeting with your spouse to do this, I think is really good. And I also think that like your spouse can carry you, you can carry each other in, in striving for that goal when the other one isn't into it. Um, I read that Mindy Kaling said, sometimes you just have to put on lipstick and pretend to be psyched. And that is like so me sometimes when Clint's like, let's go swimming. And I'm like, I don't want to. Um, and I'll be like, just like fake it till I make it kind of. And then once I start doing, I'm like, yeah, that was really fun. I'm glad we did that. Or like, let's go on a hike. And I'm like, or let's just like stay home and do nothing. But um, usually it like he, sometimes he has to carry me and sometimes I have to carry him with stuff like that. And I think that's like any, any relationship you guys can like tag team it. But if you're both trying to keep that focus, then I think that it's more likely that you'll get it. So um, write it down, allow revisions. Um, number three, start with one aspect of your family life. What area could use a tweak or a complete overhaul? So um, one hypothetical situation is a friend of mine never could get out of the house without like having it end in like panic or somebody like getting in trouble or forgetting something. And so we, my friend, um, we like, <laughs> Just, just like, I was realizing, like, this is not working for us. This is not working. And so I, I broke it all the way down to, like, what do I want it to be like? And what's the very most important thing? And it was getting out of the door with everyone emotionally intact. <laughs> that was my only goal. So, like, I worked backwards to that. And, like, it was easier when I, like, thought about my goal and being, like, okay, being one minute late is not worth like losing that goal, like losing sight of that. Um, having to go back for someone's shoes or a water bottle or a red folder or whatever is not worth that. And actually it kind of helped me somehow like everything else kind of started to fall into place. When I had that like most ultimate important goal of it, I felt like the other things started to sort of come together. And so that aspect of our lives has gotten a lot less stressful. It's not totally stressless, but I, I do think that it's like amazing once you like get it all the way down to like what is the only thing that matters here. And so I think that we can actually um, do that with like a lot of different things in parenting that are, are or are not working. Um, so I just have some examples here. I'm sure that Okay, people who have all of these together, like you can just tune out and all of us are just gonna try and get our lives together. But these are some things that, that I know that people struggle with. And um, so, okay, so number four, make changes in this area and see how it feels. Um, and then I kind of made a little tool down below, like a little worksheet sort of um, on the last page that we can work through later. But um, resist the urge to try and like 
like do everything at once. I don't know if this is a personality type, but I'll be like, this is a good idea. I'm going to do this with everything. Like I'm going to floss my teeth every day and I'm going to be on time to school and nobody in my house is going to be clean. And I'm always going to like have the like laundry done, you know, like nobody will ever fight. I try and like do everything at once. And that's not really sustainable at all. Um, so the, the peace and harmony and joy or fun or order or whatever you're going for will like flow to the other areas. And I have noticed that as, as I've started to do this in our lives over the years, like it, you get this thing figured out and then you're all, everybody is like, I like the way that feels like, and it sort of flows into other things. So don't get distracted. I feel like um, one huge trick of the enemy is to, like, we'll be with the Lord, getting really clear vision on what we want for our kids and our family and what he wants from us. And then you get on social media or you get together with friends or something, and they're doing something else that's good. And you're like, that's, I should do that. Like, and it's very distracting to your mission. And so that's another reason to write it down, I think, because it's so tempting. Um, if, you, if you are, like, comparison, doing all this comparison and stuff, um, it, I, I feel like it can either lead to discouragement, like, I'll never be there, I'll never be that mom, or cynicism, like, oh, great, like, as if we all need to do the home edit in our houses with our toy rooms or whatever. Like, like you're like critical. And that's actually a cool thing. Like if that mom, if it's working for her, like that's great. But um, I feel like it's a trick to divide us and to divide our attention from where we should be focusing. Because as we talked about before, like God gave you these kids and he has your own style and spin on motherhood that, it, that he meant for you to do. So trying not to get distracted. If you need to get off of social media, if you need a break, um, if you need to not to get, get together with somebody that's, that's causing you to just feel that way, or if you just need to make sure that you're spending time with the Lord every morning or evening, whatever is working for you, so that you are staying that course, then do what you have to do to not get distracted. Um, so I wanted to take a little bit of time to, to talk about like writing your why. I think this is something that, that we should spend time, like more time alone when you've had some like breathing room in like 18 years. Um, <laughs> maybe, hopefully before then. Um, I don't know if anybody else feels like getting up before their kids is really hard, but then you love it that you did it but then you're like too tired to do it the next day because that was like really early. <laughs> that happens to me sometimes. And I'm like, well, I did it yesterday. That was good. Um, I'm still flying high on that. Um, so, but I will, I will try like, and when, when I'm doing it consistently, it is so amazing how different our family feels in the morning. It, set, it does set the whole tone for the family. Um, and I would love to hear your ideas, like, going around to the tables. I feel like there's so many great 
moms in here, everybody has like all these good ideas. I won't, I promise I won't get distracted or, or cynical, um, about it. But I, I just love learning from other moms, like little tips. One of my friends just told me that she, um, every Friday they let one of their kids sleep in a camping bed at the end of their bed so that they can have one-on-one -on -one time with them. And then they alternate and they get to stay up a little bit late and read a book. Isn't that cute? I was like, that's a great idea. So like Clint comes in our room and he's like, why is there a cot at the end of our bed? <laughs> and I'm like, surprise. We have a really fun new tradition. <laughs> and he's like, great. <laughs> so I don't think he's going to want to get the like nicer cot that's easier to sleep on because I don't think he wants us to keep going. But it's so fun that their family does that. Isn't that cute? Um, yeah, so, so I thought it might be nice um, to take just a couple minutes to um, jot down some things that have come to your mind and um, about like some aspect that you could change the tone in your household. And then we're going to do some Q&A. Give you like five minutes. Okay, well... Um, I hope that that gave you just like a little bit of time to think through some area. I feel also like sometimes in situations like that, I'll be like, I can't think of anything. And then the next day I'll be like, that's the thing. That's the area. Um, so maybe it'll come to you later if you couldn't think of anything right now. Um, so Holly and I were just going to do some Q&A really quick. If you guys have any questions, um, don't feel bad if you don't have any questions. We wanted to give you guys some time to talk together, too. So um, I'll bring it to you. Well, I think realizing just and realizing that I could change it was really like I would feel things start to spiral like around like the witching hour or somebody would have a tantrum and then everybody was in a bad mood and it just felt really loud in my house. Um, and literally this afternoon, things were getting crazy. Um, and I was like, okay, I should check my notes to see what I wrote um, <laughs> about changing the tone. <laughs> so I like was like, this is what we're going to do. Everybody sit at the table. And I just kind of like orchestrated more of like a, like a group togetherness time instead of just like I, I felt like they might have been feeling disconnected and so I like turned on some music and got out some coloring and sat down with them and gave the baby a bottle and he was sitting with us in the high chair so we were all together and then like everything calmed down like so fast and I was like wow all they wanted was to just be connected and then sometimes I think all they need is to be in water and I like with toddlers especially I'll like be like put them in water and then it like changes their attitude. But just stuff like that little like things that you realize about your kids and your family that you're like, wow, I could control that. I didn't know. What about you, Holly? Yeah, I think, I think for me in this season at least, it is about getting up early as you mentioned. And I know that is so hard sometimes when you have little ones and I have not always done this, but I think I notice the difference in times. I'll have seasons or if, some, if I get sick or someone gets sick and I get off of that, I'll see the kind of the ramifications of that in the day and the kids. But I think if I can kind of get ahead and be more intentional about the day versus being reactive, then 
I'm just in a better place. I know that I'm, you know, going, you know, even if it's just in the morning, if I didn't get all the time I wanted, like kind of putting my trajectory towards the Lord, like, Lord, you know, give me eyes to see and ears to hear you today. And, you know, taking a few minutes of silence or to breathe. And if I'm um, being pro- proactive and disciplined the way I want to be, I might have an hour or more to do that. But I think, I think for me, sometimes when I'm not getting time alone, um, just alone or with the Lord, I, I think I get angry about it. I think that I just feel like I'm just responding to everybody. I'm reacting to everyone. Um, I'm not getting filled up first. I think I have to get filled up first so that I have something to give out. What about um, one child that is setting a negative tone? And obviously, like, the first thing that comes to my mind is alone time. But if that's not possible... I feel like I can become fixated on that child, like, change your attitude. But then that backfires in a way. Like if I... If you match their, if you match their tone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like they, totally they're different. rising and then I'm rising because I'm like, we're trying to have fun. We're trying to like, we're do having something a great time. and you're making this horrible. Please you, stop. It's, you're ruining our lives. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> I just want to have fun. I think that totally happens at my house. And I'm like, why are you trying to ruin our day? Yeah. Like all of us on this side of the room, we're like, we're like fine. Yeah. No. So I realized that like, it's like I go, I have to go closer in. I'm like, I want to. I want to go away from them because they're like the problem, but <laughs> I have to go like in more, like we're together. I'm on your team. And I think somehow that like calms them down. It's like the whole tomato plant thing, you know, we yeah. talked about. Yeah. You should and, say that again. Okay. So for those of you who weren't here like last year or the year before, we like have talked about this concept that I didn't make up. But um, somebody told, somebody taught me this. It's like you are like treating discipline like a time in, like a tomato plant. You explain it to your kid like this, like a tomato plant needs this like, I'm not a gardener. Is it a fence? A a cage, a cage around it (laughs) Um, that like shows shows it which way to grow. And when your child is like acting out or not growing the right way, then they come in to you. And because God gave you to them to show them which way to grow. So until they're ready to grow the right way, then they stay close to you. And so always it happens when I'm cooking. And so I'm like, do you want to shred the cheese? And um, they're like, they're close. And then all of a sudden they're reconnected and they're like, I don't know. It like just makes them feel centered and grounded again. And they're like, I'm like, are you ready to go the right way? And then they'll be like, yes. And then they stay, but they're not in tomato plant anymore. And that's like not the punishment anymore. It's like just hangout time, which is funny. They have this like in their spirit, like a differentiation between that. But anyway, but I, I do think like it's so hard when like they're riling everybody else up. We went on a cruise like last year and one of my children threw tantrums the whole time, the whole time. And we were like, 
I wish that you hadn't come on the cruise with us. <laughs> like, it was so hard. And we were, like, doing all of our, like, parenting techniques we knew from, like, what we had learned before and then what we had learned from foster care training. So we were, like, fresh on, like, parenting techniques. And we're, like, what is happening? And she thinks of that as the best trip she's ever been on. Like, she's like, do you want to do another cruise? And I'm like, no, we're banned from the cruise industry. Nobody wants us. But, like, it, it, I don't know. It, like, it's funny how they don't remember it that way. But anyway. Yes. I found this super helpful when um, I was going through a lot of parenting training for um, adoption. And one of the things that part of my training taught me was it's not that the child is um, intentionally giving you a hard time. It's that the child is having a hard time. So if you think about a child who's acting out, it's not necessarily that they're intentionally trying to ruin your day, even though it really feels like that. But it's that they're having a hard time. And what they're really, truly looking for, especially in these young kind of elementary years, is they're looking for connection. And so they're seeking that out in an emotionally unstable way because that's kind of where their developmental stage is. So trying to find, like what Sarah was saying, is a point of connection and trying to realize they're not trying to ruin your life. They feel like their life is swirling and so they need mom to recenter and reconnect them so that they can then feel like they're safe and stable so when we reestablish that connection then we see better fruit of that child being able to thrive by themselves if that makes sense so every time my child is throwing a tantrum I think okay you're having a hard time you're not giving me a hard time you're having a hard time but it's really helped me recenter and refocus on, okay, there's a connection point that needs to happen here, and I have to slow down and ignore somebody else in order to make the connection because then the rest of my day will probably go better because of that reconnection point with that one child. I don't know if that's helpful, but that's really good, Bree. I, I feel like I sometimes have, like, resented that, though, because I'm like, I don't want to give you extra attention when you're acting terrible and these other two kids are acting great. And I'm sure that's probably your sticking point with four kids. It's like, I have other people to handle. If you're not going to respond to my methods of motherhood that I have already <laughs> tried on you. <laughs> yeah, that's hard. And then you don't see the fruit from it right away either. Like a lot of times. What do you think, Holly? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think what Bree's saying is right on with, I think I try to take that child, you know, away and talk to them. But it is sometimes I think to your point, Sarah, it is navigating it, especially as kids get older, then they see like, oh, this child is always being talked to because they're the ones that this is happening with. And so then it does lead sometimes to conversations with other kids about, you know, really maybe needing to pursue those kids a bit more, maybe ones who tend to do the right thing, tend to... Um, Maybe they don't externalize all of their emotions and kind of put them on everyone. I think I've had to be more intentional and purposeful and prayerful about seeking out those kids in different ways that they're not the ones sort of demanding my attention when they're acting out. So it, it is just emotional investment on all ends, I guess. It sounds really hard. <laughs> 
takes a lot of energy. <laughs> okay. Send us your chart. Yeah, you keep track of everybody's emotional investment. <laughs> yes, Ryan? Yeah. Only because it's such a big topic. We have time. Yeah. Okay. Um, in um, your talk, you had mentioned. Oh, sorry. I just hate my voice on microphones. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> your voice. Everybody hates you had mentioned about social media being a distraction um, and can actually like discourage you from your goal. Um, however, in today's age, I feel like social media is such a big part because it's a connection thing. So when you guys find yourselves, you know, like when you saw the family and you put the cot at the end of the bed and you're like, we're doing this because I love it. And you know, if Clint didn't like it or liked it, like where, or what do you say to yourself to like make you realize that it is a distraction? Do you see what I'm saying? Like sometimes we don't realize that it is a distraction and pulling you away from your goal. Like, what is it that you yeah, say it's like to yourself? A your, good thing. Yeah, right? like you're like, it's a great idea. Why are we not doing it? But then I you know, think a little bit later it's not a great idea. I'd love to hear what you think, Holly, but I I feel like I have to um sometimes I just like try stuff. Like I tried that. And clearly that wasn't the best thing for my family, <laughs> but I, as a whole, but, um, I like other times I'm like, I have so much like FOMO as a seven. I struggle against that. Cause I'm like, it's a good idea to go to Mexico or to like go, you know, like do whatever, like do a bunch, everything, um, go to like 40 pumpkin patches this fall or whatever. But like, I, I think that I, I have become a little bit more like wise with it by just like getting still and being like, would this like drain us? Is this ultimately like something that would like be serving our family? And so I, I feel like <clears throat> it's a case by case basis. And if I find myself feeling like that with a lot, like a lot with like a certain person's posts, I will like unfollow them or snooze them. Um, and I haven't done that for like a while, but I think back when my kids were like really little and I felt a little bit more like tied down and I felt like the world was kind of happening without me a little bit. Um, I had to do that more. I don't know. It, but yeah. What do you think, Holly? I think sometimes I just try to think through the filter of margin. Like if it's like, okay, we're already on a certain track with, you know, it's say it is, maybe I'm thinking through the lens of connection. Like what are, kinds of things are we doing to connect with our kids? If I already am in a season where we have some of those things and even great ideas might seem like, okay, this is just too much or I'm going to, everyone's going to be frustrated by all my new ideas or things, you know, that we should do. So kind of thinking through, yeah, a filter of margin. But maybe you're thinking, well, say, take this example of, um, you know, this way of connecting with, you know, the sleepover kind of thing. If it's like, well, I, I'm looking for things to kind of fill this, this bucket in our family's life, and so maybe we'll try this. Um, I think sometimes just this is kind of what you're saying about social media, maybe just a slight rabbit trail. But I think for me, with specific to social media, Sometimes I think it's just too many people's stuff in general. Like I can't, I think, I think I was just listening to some research the other day that said we only really have the ability to hold, I think it's like 150 people's, like to be connected in some way to that many people. I heard that too. This guy said of 
we we have like a village size mm-hmm. heart right. and we're getting like the world. Right. And that's like yeah. way, way too much mm-hmm. drama and mm-hmm. good stuff. And right. Yeah. So I'll feel that weight or anxiety of like, I can't carry this many people's, whether it's like great, it could be great ideas, it could be pain, it could be whatever, but I don't know if the, we're not really meant to be, we're not made to be able to carry all that. So I think good or bad things, I think sometimes we, I just have to um, be on less or snooze or because I just emotionally am, can't, can't carry all of it. So. Can you do it for Zoom? Okay. Hello. Hey, they do say, though, if you do have a device in your hand, if your child is three and above, that if they have something they're trying to communicate to you, they will shut down. They're studying it. So just wait till you have teenagers. So you got to make sure there's no devices when you're trying this whole thing of connection. Because as soon as they see that device in your hand, in your pocket, on your phone now, on your it's buzzing here, you know, it's like, ah, I'm buzzing. They know it and they shut down. And so it's really, um, I think it's wise to be clear of your vision for your family about social media and connecting that way, you know? Well, thanks guys. I'm, I'm glad that we can get together and talk and give each other ideas. I'd love to hear a lot of your ideas because we, we have like the most amazing moms in our group. <laughs> so, um, I don't unfollow any of you guys. <laughs> I'm always like, wow, great idea. I just told Ailey, I'm like, that was a great idea. Um, yeah, so it, come up and talk to us if you want to talk more, but um, we wanted to give you guys time to talk as a table. So please discuss and hang out. I'll just pray for us really quick. Lord, we thank you for this night. We thank you for Sarah and just the words of vision and encouragement and challenge that she has brought to us. And so we just give you these conversations that we're about to have. And I pray, Lord, for each mom who's here with us in the room, those who couldn't be with us, those on Zoom. Lord, I pray that you would just speak to us and help us to process what um, would stand out to us, what you're speaking to us through your Holy Spirit in this time. Just be with us in our conversations. We pray that you you sense your presence, your guidance, your leading, and your name. Amen.